Hi, Disney fans. This week, we are going under the sea to talk all about The Little Mermaid. We'll discuss the film and some fun thingamafacts. Plus, we even sat down with Disney legend Jody Benson, who played Ariel in the original movie. And, spoiler alert, may or may not have a cameo in the new live-action reimagining. I'm Lisa. I'm Hunter. And I'm Courtney. And this is D23 Inside Disney. Okay, hello, friends. So... Let's just start off right off the bat. What did you think of this new movie? Okay, I have to put it in the words of my eight-year-old daughter. She said, Mommy, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Jaw-dropping moment, Courtney. That's adorable. Yes. Yes, I have to agree. It was amazing. So, so good. I would agree. It was so good. I was brought to tears just by how beautiful it was what I was seeing, how emotional it was. It was outstanding. So good. I think I'm going to go back to see it in 3D, guys. Ooh. I love that idea. It's <laughs> rare that a movie ends and I say, I could watch that again right now. Like, I, I can't wait to see it again. It was so good. Yeah, I feel like there's things that I probably missed because my eyes were over here and they could have been over there. So, I mean, I think it's worth the rewatch. That's pretty awesome. You know what, you guys, I didn't realize this, but this all began for Hallie back in 2019. So, okay. Rob Marshall saw Hallie and her sister Chloe perform Where is the Love at the 2019 Grammy Awards. And that's when he first thought of her for this role. Is that crazy to think about? Like, that's when her journey started for this. Yeah. Her voice is so good in the movie. I'm not surprised. Yeah. She's so good. But do you guys remember how you felt seeing the teaser drop at D23 Expo? Yeah, I've got to say I was in the room and it really was everything that you were talking about, Courtney, like your daughter described, like. It was a moment in my life that I won't forget. Just hearing her voice for the first time, all that anticipation for what this movie was going to look like, what she was going to sound like, like it was truly moving and a memory I'll never forget. Yeah, it was breathtaking. I think you could hear people gasping. I think we were in the room together, Lisa. You could hear people gasping (laughs) in the room, like breath taken away by like, what is this magical journey we're going on? Oh my gosh, it's the Little Mermaid and there she is. It was uh, phenomenal. And the movie really, it lives up to the hype. It really does. All of the reactions on social media. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, that alone just brought me to tears. Hmm. That was really special. So good. You know, while we're talking about this, I have a question for you both. Do you have a favorite moment or song from the Little Mermaid? Gosh. Okay, so my favorite song, and I was waiting for this, the whole movie, (laughs) Under the Sea, between the special effects and the little sea animals dancing and Seb- Sebastian stole the show. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like he was so funny and so good. Oh my gosh. I loved it. That was such a great moment. I'm right there with you. One of the moments that <laughs> a tear came streaming down my cheek, that quote at the beginning about mermaids have no tears. That just touched my heart is a Hans Christian Andersen quote. Mm. Anyways, there's that reprise of part of your world when she hits the high note on the rock and the wave comes behind her we all know what that looks like in the animated one that's already an iconic scene and then seeing it brought to life it's like oh my gosh we've arrived we're here it was wonderful (laughs) she nailed it so good I mean again Hallie's voice being able to be a part of this whole thing and seeing her perform and then obviously seeing it on the big screen like that is absolutely amazing I've got to go back with a moment of nostalgia because my four-year-old self is freaking out even talking about any of this (laughs) just like Yeah, having a moment where literally, you guys, I'm not kidding, my morning alarm for the longest time was the main titles of The Little Mermaid, like just that soft opening and just hearing that literally was the best way to wake up in the morning. (laughs) And so I'm not kidding. I had that as 
my alarm for a while. But yeah, I think I got to bring it back now. But maybe I'll have Hallie wake me up in the morning now. <laughs> that's how you do it. The music is so great. <laughs> I found something out that's pretty cool. So Alan Menken, Lin-Manuel Miranda, they worked on the music for this movie. Did you know Alan has known Lin since he was a little kid? So cool. What? So I, cool. Oh my gosh. Lin went to school with Alan's niece and Lin would be like, hi, I'm a big fan of your uncle. Would you have him sign this Little Mermaid poster? And now they're working yeah. together on this movie. How crazy is that? It's what a small world after all, right? Literally full circle moment. That's insane. Oh my gosh. I mean, musical geniuses, like just connecting. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> insane. That's so cool. Okay, you guys, I have some trivia for us. Okay. Ready. Director Rob Marshall drew inspiration from what other classic Disney film when creating Under the Sea for the reimagining? A, Pinocchio, B, Fantasia, C, Peter Pan, or D, Alice in Wonderland? I'm going with Fantasia. You know, this is a tough one. There's <laughs> the mermaids in Peter Pan, so that makes me want to lean that way. Oh. But Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. But while watching The Little Mermaid... At one point, I thought this part looks like Fantasia or Fantasia inspired. <laughs> so I'm going with you, Courtney. I'm going to say Fantasia. I was going to say I had to cheat that because I actually knew that answer. Rob definitely talked about how amazing like Under the Sea was and just the inspiration behind it. So here are the facts. They took particular inspiration from the Nutcracker sequences in Fantasia. Oh, ah, we went. They partnered. <laughs> they partnered with the Alvin Ailey Dance Company to choreograph the dance sequences. I mean, it clearly translated very well on screen. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I saw the Alvin Ailey Foundation at the very end credits. And I'm like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. Again, why I need to go see it again? <laughs> so, so good. So I have a question for you. Which show on Freeform did Halle Bailey have a reoccurring role on? Oh, dear. A, The Bold Type. B, Blackish. C, Grownish. Or D, Good Trouble. I was going to say, I like just the name Good Trouble, but I'm going to go with C, Gronish. <laughs> All right, Hunter, what do you think? I, I feel bad that I'm copying everyone else's answers, but I, <laughs> I'll be honest. I think I've heard that she is on the show Gronish, so I'm also going to go with Gronish. Ding, ding, ding. You are correct. Yes, Gronish. I love it. It's awesome. I think I same as you, Hunter. I kind of heard about it, but yeah, I'm now going to go check her out in those episodes. That's awesome. Absolutely. Okay. How about a final little trivia question? Let's do it. All right. So when Ariel says, you want thingamabobs? I've got 20. What is she referring to in the new movie? Is it A, pocket watches, B, forks, C, combs, D, scissors? I feel like it's forks, but I think it might be pocket watches. I personally, by the way, I was inspired to add like three. 23 thingamabobs she should have really had that <laughs> but i'm gonna say comes comes okay courtney you are correct it is pocket oh. watches she has a whole box full of them what were thingamabobs in the original film oh you're taking it back to 1989 for me i'm gonna pass <laughs> same i thought it was forks and spoons i thought it was utensils basically Hmm. Yeah, the dingle hoppers and all that. Yeah. It's, oh, that uh, was for dingle hoppers. No. Yeah. I no, the thingamabobs off. are corkscrews, like wine bottle openers. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Good. Again, rewatches, you guys. Rewatches. Really, this is all inspiring. I love it so much. Okay, so all of this is really giving me so much nostalgia for the original movie. I've got to say, you guys, my four-year-old self would be geeking out that I got to talk to Jody Benson. I felt very fortunate and... 
what a true princess through and through. So I feel like that's the perfect segue into our interview with Disney legend, Jodi Benson. Who better to celebrate all things The Little Mermaid than Jodi Benson? Jodi, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I love all of you at D23 and just thanks so much for inviting me. We are so thrilled to have you here and so excited to speak to you today. Let's begin with, how does it feel to see Ariel and the Little Mermaid celebrated with so much love over the 30 years it's been since the animated film? It's incredible. (laughs) It is such an unbelievable journey. I cannot believe I'm walking into, I'm swimming into my 38th year with the company as a cast member, and I'm honored and I'm blessed. And I don't even call it a job. I just have the best opportunities in the world to get to voice Ariel and sing my song like every week on stage. And it's just been an amazing journey. And it's all been blessings upon blessings. Mm -hmm. That's really, really wonderful. Part of that journey now is this live action film. What's the most exciting part for you seeing Disney stories adapted into live action reimagining? Oh my goodness. It was absolutely breathtaking to sit in the theater on Monday night at the premiere and to watch the film in its entirety. I had seen bits and pieces over the last few years and I was just overjoyed what Robbie Marshall and John DeLuca and Hallie and all of the cast have done is breathtaking and how they have paid tribute to our original film and with this retelling and this reimagining have just taken it to this next level for a new generation to be able to enjoy our story in a new and exciting way. And I loved every minute of the film. It is beautiful. It is heartfelt. I love the depth that they were able to go into for some of the characters, delve into their stories more. When you are not, you know, restricted with the time frame for an animated film and you can go into a full length feature, it just added a new layer of being able to delve into these characters that I really, really loved. That is really beautiful. I would say that's really exciting to hear about the world premiere. You're mentioning, obviously, how you felt about the film. I heard you mention Hallie, and we have to say we saw a really beautiful moment between the two of you. Can you tell us more about that beautiful moment between you and Hallie there? Yes, it was so magical. And I'm just so thrilled that I was able to visit with her before the screening and then afterwards at the party just to give her my love and my support and just to tell her how incredibly proud I am of her and her vision and being able to capture this gorgeous essence of Ariel with her purity of spirit and her tenacity, her bravery, her courage, and just to see her heart come through on that screen was breathtaking. It was really beautiful. And I'm so thankful that I was able to get to see her again and be able to just celebrate with her. It was just a magical, magical time. I'm sure she was just as delighted. It looked like a really magical moment between the two of you. (laughs) Going into it for Holly, did you have any advice for her before she portrayed Ariel? You know, we had a chance to chat a couple of different times in London back in 2020. And 
you know, just to be able to share with her that the most important thing is to tell Ariel's story from a pure space of her heart. And Hallie has that, you know, she was able to get the whole essence of Ariel and what her dreams are, what her hopes or what her wishes for, you know, how she's dreaming big and outside of the box. And, you know, just being able to kind of share that with Hallie was really a gift. And just how beautifully she was able to tell the story. That is really, really wonderful to hear. And that's so amazing that you said that it kind of came full circle at the world premiere where it's like you were getting the opportunity to speak together, connect before she went into the production and portraying the character and then having that wonderful reconnect moment at the premiere. What a true princess moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said it was just such a beautiful time to have that celebration, to see it come full circle from, you know, three years ago in London to be able to just celebrate her and the whole cast and with Rob and with John and Alan Menken and be able to tell everybody how incredibly thrilled I am and but how proud I am of each and every one of them. They held on to the beautiful integrity of our film, but were able to step into this reimagining and this retelling with such depth. But purity of heart, that's the essence that I experienced watching the film. It felt pure in heart. And when you are vulnerable in telling those stories, it makes us as an audience member actually feel things and experience the film in a really beautiful way. And I felt all of that. I felt all of that at the screening. And it was just glorious. <laughs> it's lovely to hear you talk about it. I have to ask then, okay, so we're going to try and keep it spoiler free, but obviously you've seen the film now and obviously we love the animated film. Are there any cameos or Easter eggs fans should be on the lookout for when they watch this movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, you just have to wait and see <laughs> you just go and see for yourself see if you can find any special treats <laughs> we're very very excited to see it i will say what we do know going into this is all the amazing songs i have to ask you though obviously you are an icon in the song from the little mermaid what are your favorite songs from the little mermaid if you had to pick you know, is there a favorite song of yours? And also has that changed over the years, like throughout your journey with the film? Going to have to say part of your world. Of course. <laughs> it is a song near and dear to my heart. And I sing it every week or every other week in performance. I never get tired of it. I've been singing it for 37 years. My job has always been to sing it the way I sang it in the studio with Howard Ashman standing to my left. Every nuance, every breath, every pronunciation, every interpretation of that song is Howard. And so I pay tribute to Howard every time I sing it because it's really his interpretation of Ariel that I captured. And so I love that. I love when I hear that music begin and I can start singing that. I go back into the studio all those years ago and I have this beautiful trigger core memory every time that is so beautiful emotional and so precious to me. So hearing part of your world with Hallie's beautiful voice and all of the nuances that she brought to it for the live action are breathtaking for me and very emotional. And I loved, absolutely loved that song. 
to see the interpretation of Under the Sea and Poor Unfortunate Souls. And I can hear Sam and I can hear Pat and I can hear how both Melissa and David paid tribute to those vocalists, but then brought their individual interpretation into it. And I love that. I love being able to blend those worlds together. That is awesome. I love hearing that, how you describe it. We're obviously, we know part of your world from both versions now and under the sea, we're excited to see all the different interpretations as you're saying in this new live action reimagining. What do you think it is though, Jody? What do you think fans find in Ariel's story that's so relatable and enduring throughout the years? Right. I think it's just her pure spirit and the fact that she has an internal struggle and she's desiring for something more, not maybe sure what that's going to look like and being able to dream big and think outside of the box and kind of break the mold. I think people can really relate to Ariel because we all have some type of internal struggle that we deal with. And it's figuring out what that looks like. And there's some fear involved. There's a little bit of a rebellious spirit involved, but it's really this driving force inside of us that's reaching for something more. And I really feel that's why people can relate to her because everyone has that type of internal struggle in some form. And she's timeless. You know, who would have ever thought, I probably said this at every interview on the carpet the other night, but who would have ever thought 37 years later, I'd be standing here on this blue carpet, experiencing this new retelling from our little film all those years ago, you know, that it has remained timeless and important and people still connect to her. Yeah. Really magical. Really, really magical. I think that's a lot for fans to be excited about. I want to ask you then, were there any moments, you kind of mentioned it, but any moments now that kind of took you back to the beginning of your journey as Ariel? Like, can you give us some of your favorite memories from when you originally voiced the character and then maybe some of your favorite memories from this season that you'll take with you kind of just forever? All of my days in the studio were precious to me, and I had Howard standing next to me every day in the booth. He could maintain complete silence and be in the booth with me. Those are memories that I will hold on forever. Every time I sing the song, I get to have that journey of remembering him standing next to me and pulling out all that he needed to hear about Ariel through him and through Ron and John, my directors. Those are beautiful memories. Being in the studio with Sam and Pat and Ken and Christopher, those are precious memories to me when we could record together all simultaneously with plexiglass in between us and be able to read off of each other and create relationship with each other behind the mic. Those were really precious moments. And I think what I will remember about the premiere would be sitting next to Ron Clements as one of my directors. And he's the reason that Mermaid even happened. He wrote out a treatment on two little pieces of paper and submitted it to Disney in 1984. And I think watching him watch the film and lean over to me and say, those are my original lines from my pieces of paper from the treatment all those years ago, and they're still in this movie. And 
looking around at the Dolby Theater and looking at Ron and saying, you are the reason all of us are in this room right now. What does that feel like for you? And he said, Jody, it's so surreal. I can't even put words to it. I'm going to always remember that night sitting next to him, Alan in front of me with his wife and just looking at both of these gentlemen and thinking, who would have ever thought, who would have ever thought all these years later that we'd all be sitting in this theater watching this live action version? I would never have imagined it in a million years. And those are going to be precious memories of watching the film with Alan and Ron and thinking of Howard. I know Alan was thinking of Howard the whole night. We talked about that on the carpet. Both of us were brought in because of Howard. And to not have him there was really heartbreaking. But he was with us. He was with us in so many beautiful ways. A lovely designer reached out to me two years ago from Australia wanting to create a, a gown for me to wear. And what was important was to have all the lyrics embroidered into my gown. All my favorite lyrics of my song wow. are in my gown. And I had Howard Ashman's name and Alan Menken and all my cast members who had passed on. Their names were embroidered in crystals on my gown. No one would really see it unless I pointed it out. It was very subtle. And each one of my characters who had passed away, Pat had the iconic necklace in beaded embroidered in crystals and Sam had a crab and Ken had a triton mm. and Renee had the chef's hat and all these beautiful intricate crystals so I was like I was carrying them with me for the whole night and no one really knew unless I pointed it out or they'd say oh those look like words and I said oh these are all my favorite lyrics of my song are surrounding me on this gown and I shared that with Alan and I shared it with Ron. And I said, you know, it's just my way to carry our film with me this evening for those that could be with us. And the whole night was very emotional and very, very magical. Just felt so incredibly grateful. Wow. A true celebration of the film. And as you're saying, a wonderful tribute to the journey of this film from origin to where we are now with the story, what a true fairy tale it feels like, and mm -hmm. being able to continue to share the story with the world. Jody Benson, you are a true delight and true princess. We so appreciate the time today. Thank you so much for everything. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate D23. I appreciate all of our D23 members through the years and all of the fans. I'm just so very, very grateful and Thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jody. Okay. Wow. You guys, I'm still processing that I got to talk to Jody Benson. And I mean, I really am so grateful. I mean, to be able to hear just how she spoke about specifically she and Hallie meeting and how she was able to really like usher in Hallie into her journey as Ariel. It was really, really magical and really, really cool. That's amazing. She seems so sweet. I love it. Yeah, Truly, truly legendary, for sure. Well, speaking of legendary, do you know what it's time for? What What's is that? it time for? It's time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend, presented by State Farm. For complete details and listings, visit d23.com. And remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And this week's five fantastic things are all Pride Month related. Hunter, what's up first? Well, Courtney, we have a movie called Howard. 
which I am a huge fan of. It's now streaming on Disney Plus. And as Jody mentioned in her interview, she worked very closely with Disney legend Howard Ashman. And The Little Mermaid 2023 is actually dedicated to him. It's directed by Don Hahn, Disney legend Don Hahn. And Howard is the untold story of Disney legend Howard Ashman, the brilliant lyricist behind Disney classics. Maybe you've heard of them, such as Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, of course, The Little Mermaid. It's an intimate look at Ashman's life, his creative drive, and the process behind the music. If you haven't seen it, you should really check it out. It really, really touched my heart. I loved it. That sounds really cool. Okay, so for me, I have to tell you guys about this new series called Drag Me to Dinner. It just premiered on Hulu. So the idea behind each episode is that two teams of successful drag queens go head-to-head to to throw the most fabulous, awe-inspiring, drag-tastical dinner parties of all time and be crowned champion by three judges. Shout out to Neil Patrick Harris for being one of them. Drag-tastical. I don't think I've ever heard that word before. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm going to work that into my everyday. (laughs) 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 So next up. I have even more to tell you guys. Trevor the Musical, it's now streaming on Disney+. Plus. It's basically a film version of the off-Broadway stage production. It deals with a charming 13-year-old force of nature with a vivid imagination. He deals with becoming a teenager in 1981, so I'm sure he has amazing music, but Trevor struggles to navigate his own identity and determine how and where he fits in a challenging world. Interesting. That sounds great. I can't wait to check that out. Now, something else, season two of Turning the Tables with Robin Roberts is now streaming on Disney Plus. The show is terrific. I love season one. The four episode second season finds Roberts inviting famous women of varied ages, backgrounds, and experiences to come together for candid conversations. The topics the groups explore are grace, fulfillment, certainty, and community. And can I just say, is anyone cooler than Robin Roberts? No one ever. (laughs) She's the best. You level up with Robin Roberts. (laughs) There's no one better to say, you know, good morning, America. I'm like, hi, good morning, Robin. <laughs> exactly. So I know we mentioned Grownish with our friend Hallie Bailey on it. But did you know you can catch up with the first five seasons of the show on Hulu before the new sixth season starts later this June on Freeform? After following in big sister Zoe's footsteps and taking on her alma mater, Junior makes moves to step out of his sister's shadow and become a big man on campus. I can't believe it's been for five seasons, and here we are on season six. They're definitely getting very grownish at this point. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> hey, this was a fun episode, guys. Yes. This was so Romian. fun. Yes, yeah, so fun. Thank you guys for being here. And any conversation about The Little Mermaid, Halle Bailey, just throw me in. Shall we dive in? <laughs> oh, there Ooh, you go. Go under the sea. Yeah. How to do it, guys. How to do it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. And don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. If you want to chat with us, and we would love to hear from you, hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with another fantastic guest on an all new episode of D23 Inside, Inside Disney. Disney.